Sports Fix. We are into 2022. Welcome to the first Sports Fix of the year. I am your host, Ben Cullen. Antonio Brown has left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after dramatically walking out of their game at the New York Jets. The 33-year-old wide receiver stripped off his jersey and pads, gestured to the crowd and walked back to the locker room midway through the third quarter. Brown was apparently angered by a conversation with one of the team staff whilst on the sidelines. He is no longer a buck, said Tampa head coach Bruce Arians after the game, which is team one, 28-24. That is the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys who went out there and won the game. Arians later told Fox Sports that he twice instructed Brown to enter the game and the 12-year veteran refused. So Arians told him to get out. The Bucks, who were trailing 24-10 at the time of Brown's walk-off, triumphed after quarterback Tom Brady led a game-winning drive in the final minute. Hong Kong rugby kicked off the new year with its traditional youth tournament last weekend. There were a series of games between club size and the English Schools Foundation. ESF had the better day out at Hong Kong Football Club, winning the boys and girls under 19 encounters, 19-10 and 27-26 respectively. In the day's under-16 games, the clubs won the girls' match 12-7, while the two sides drew 12-all in the boys' encounter. It was a very successful day out for ESF. Michaela Baltazar, one of the under-19 players, took home the Larry Abel Trophy for the best and fairest player. Michaela plays her club rugby at USRC Tigers and attends KG5 school. James Fondon, who is the general manager of performance at the rugby union, said he had been impressed by Baltazar's all-round game, notably the number of really positive impacts she had in the match. Great job, Michaela. Steph Curry broke his own NBA record for consecutive three-pointers as he led the Golden State Warriors to a 123-116 win over the Utah Jazz. Curry scored a three-pointer for the 158th successive game, breaking his previous record of 157, which stood since November 2016. He made 28 points as his side overcame an eight-point deficit to win, having earlier thrown away a 16-point lead. Rudy Gobert top scored for the Jazz with 20 points and 19 rebounds. Elsewhere, DeMar DeRozan scored a game-winning buzzer beater for the second successive night, making him the first player in NBA history to do so, as his Chicago Bulls edged out the Washington Wizards 120 to 119. All right, here we go. First guest of 2022. I'm delighted to welcome to the studio a good friend and quite the rugby unit. He is Niasha Tarusenga of Society General Valley Men's First Team. Nash, how are you, mate? How's it been? Thanks for having me, mate. We're very happy to have you. We like to do some quick fire questions before we get started. All right, let's go. Answer quickly. Favorite athlete of all time slash sports star? Usain Bolt. Pizza or donuts? Pizza. Sevens or fifteens? Fifteens. Favorite place you've ever played? Tokyo. Cool. Very cool. What color are your boots? Black. Perfect. Pre-match meal? Oh, omelette. Can you juggle? No. Favorite sport that's not rugby? Basketball. Favorite basketball team? Uh, Bulls. Favorite rapper? Oh, Drake. And who is your favorite slash best player you've ever played with? Ever played with? Um, there's a guy called Nama Klaba. I won't pronounce that. Who plays for the Stormers right now is an open side flanker. Okay. 
unit of a rugby player. Top player? Yeah, beast. Very good. Like it. All right, mate. Well, give the listeners a brief rundown of who you are, what you do, and how you got here today. All right. Uh, my name is uh, Nyasha. I also play rugby uh, in Hong Kong. I was born in Zimbabwe. Uh, played uh, my prep school rugby in Zimbabwe. Uh, moved to South Africa when I was 14. Uh, played my high school rugby there. Played provincial rugby uh, 16, 17, 18. Uh, played university rugby uh, at the University of Cape Town. Uh, graduated with an, with an accounting degree and then uh, moved to Hong Kong straight after I graduated to play rugby, yeah? Good man. All right, you've missed out a little bit. You've uh, you've brushed over how you got to South Africa. Tell us about that. Okay. Uh, I was playing rugby in prep school um, and then uh, got selected to a provincial team and then a national team. Played in a, in a tournament, in a, in a national tournament in South Africa and then from there got scouted on a scholarship, a rugby scholarship to play for uh, a private uh, boys' school, Catholic boys' school in Johannesburg. And then that's how I started playing rugby in South Africa. Okay, so was there much rugby in Zimbabwe? There was, but not nearly as competitive as playing in South Africa. Uh, Do many people end up on the path you took, or were you one of a, a small group that gets selected to go across? Uh, yeah, I was one of a small group. There's a lot more now, but back then there wasn't. That wasn't really going on that much. How long was this? Like, this was 2009. 2009 when I got... Uh, 13 years ago, yeah. Yeah, something like that. A little while ago? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's much more people perhaps doing that now. Yeah, there's a lot more. I okay. see a lot more guys going through, which is good. So then you go to South Africa, big change. How was the difference in, in level and school and did you slot in? Um, yeah, so, yeah, the rugby was a big step up. Um, boys were bigger, a lot more competitive um, and, like, just better well-rounded rugby players so it was a good challenge for me um, and then I think fitting into the school was quite easy for me quite natural being a like a sports player makes it sort of easy to fit in with the boys it was all boys school so uh, lots sure. of like sports people going around so just nice fitting in straight into the boarding house made it easier because you know just made friends straight away um, sort of in the boarding in the boarding school that I was and then yeah Okay, something I want to touch on, because I think it's important for the context of this show where lots of the listeners are younger. You got given a choice at how old? Like 17, were you, when you had the option of pro rugby or university? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so I was 18. Uh, I was 18, I just played provincial rugby in, uh, in South Africa. And um, at the time, in South Africa, there's really only two parts if you're playing rugby. Uh, you either go to university and play university rugby, which is quite competitive, or you sign a professional contract straight away and you move to an academy for one of the big unions, one of the big super rugby teams. Um, so I was offered um, sort of an opportunity to go and play, uh, to sign a contract into an academy and go straight into pro. Um, but the condition was I wasn't really allowed to study in my first year, which was something that was quite important to me. Um, so I sort of pleaded with them. I was like, listen, I'm going to fulfill all my responsibilities, but, you know, I want to study. And then they said no. And then the university said, you know what, come along. You know, we'll take you in. We want you to play varsity rugby. So I chose the latter. I think there are many rugby players in the world that wouldn't have done that. Why did you do that? And what pulled you towards education over professional rugby? Uh, 
there's two main reasons. Number one was my family. My family was sort of um, wanted me to play rugby, but they also wanted me to get an education. It was really, really important to them. And second of all was my high school coach. Um, he told me at a very young age, sort of when I was still coming up, uh, 16, 17, he's like, listen, rugby is your rugby. It's, you know, define it for yourself. Define what you want, what you want, right? You're going to... You are a good player. You are a good player, and people are gonna sort of present these options to you. But pick what you really want, and then yeah, that's what I really wanted. Got it. Love yeah. it. Very good indeed. So, what were your influences growing up? Do you have any siblings? How did you end up in rugby? Was it because of your size? Um, yeah, a little bit. Nash is a big human <laughs> for everyone listening. But yeah, I think my main influence was my older brother. I've got an older brother who's six years older than me. Um, and he started playing rugby before me. And uh, he went to boarding school. When I was in prep school, he used to go to boarding school. And he used to play the rugby season and then come back home with like, with, like his school rugby jerseys for the season. And then he'd show off to me, show off his like boots and stuff. You know, you know I'll try to fit into them. Obviously, they're like much, much bigger. Uh, it was too, too big for me. But yeah, after like two years, I was like, this is what I want to do. This okay. is pretty cool. So it was the brotherly influence. Yeah. Did you play any other sports? Uh, or played, try any? Played basketball for a bit um, and uh, athletics track. What did you do? Uh, I was part of the relay. Okay, you're yeah. a sprinter. I was a sprinter. God, yeah. I didn't know if you were going to say like a, a thrower given your height. No, 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 not a thrower. Um, and uh, the second one, you'll never guess, but a triple jumper. Really? Yeah. Then, you know, you played your, your trade in South Africa, then you made the move across to Hong Kong via a, a contact. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so for my father year in uni, um, I was about to graduate, and then our team manager at the time knew one of the Valley players here. They had gone to university at the same time. And then, yeah, it just sort of presented the option to me out of the blue. And he's like, oh, have you thought about, you know, playing overseas or whatever? And I was like, ah, oh, not really. But, and then, um, yeah, they made the introduction to um, a guy called Matt Rosley. Um, he used to play for Valley, um, also went to the same uni I did. And then we just spoke on WhatsApp for a bit. And then uh, a month later, he flew to Cape Town. And then I met, met up for a coffee with him and sort of sold me the, the Hong Kong rugby life. And uh, Which is what? Which is well, coming here, playing, smashing people, showed me a couple of videos, uh, a couple of overseas trips, a couple of Bali trips. And I was like, mm, sound doesn't sound too bad. Got it. And then, yeah, a month later, I signed up. And, uh, yeah, a few months later, I was on a plane. Got it. And you're still here. How long ago was that? That was October 2019. Thank you, Nash. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. Things are heating up in the NBA. There are records being broken every week and the standard just gets better and better and better. This weekend, my hottest ticket in the world is the Phoenix Suns versus Miami Heat. The Heat and the Suns have faced off 65 times in the regular season with 36 wins for the Suns. Who will come out on top this weekend? Have a great weekend all and I'll see you for your sports fix next week. And that was Ben Cullen joining us every Friday for Sports